now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, thank you, Mark Larson, and happy Father's Day to everyone listening tonight. I am your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. I can't tell you how happy we are you took some time to spend your Sunday evening with us, especially on a day like this where you've got the family around. Thank you, everyone, for sharing part of the show. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight. I think you're going to be interested in the diversity of guests we have. Coming up first is going to be Samantha Gay. She is the first lady angler to compete as a member of the North Carolina Bass Nation State Team. Pretty big accomplishment for that part of the world. We're going to find out how Samantha did it. And then later on after that, we're going to be speaking with Jim McCara. Jim McCara runs a company called Carolina Lures, and he makes a product called the Yummy Flyer. If you haven't fished with the Yummy Flyer or you don't even know what it's all about, we're going to let you know what it's all about later on in the show. And then coming up after that, Billy Kellerman's going to be with us. Billy Kellerman is a private boater and fisherman. But he's got a number of accomplishments that he wants to talk about that he's uh, already done this year and the past year when it's, coming, when it's come to catching big fish. So, great show lined up for you. But before it all starts off, let me introduce to you the co-host of Ron Real Radio. First, this gentleman is the voice of one 800 bass boat and a pretty darn good fisherman in his own right, both freshwater and saltwater. Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy tonight. How are you guys? And happy Father's Day to everyone. Hey, it is getting great. ready for my Alaska trip at the. Uh, actually, I got a week from tomorrow before I leave. So, just get my fly fishing gear together. Oh, Stan, I I, I can't tell you. You know, uh, I just came back from Alaska, and it seemed like you were waiting and waiting and waiting for it, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, it's here and gone, man. So. Go out and experience that. We're going to want to hear about, too, where you're going and what you're going to be doing and what the expectations are. So that sounds like it's going to be a fun adventure for you. Oh, guaranteed. All right. <laughs> I already know. Hey, also on this Father's Day, we want to wish this lady a happy Parents' Day. She is the <laughs> national sales manager for Iserline. She represents many other fine products in the fishing industry. She is the mother of two beautiful daughters, Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, howdy. 
Howdy. Happy Father's Day to you, too, and all the great fathers out there. And to all the moms that could be fathers out there, happy Father's Day. You know, you know I, I think in this day and age, Wendy, that we should take Mother's Day and Father's Day and just combine it into Parents' Day because of I agree. the great job that's done. There's a lot of single moms out there, a lot of single dads. There's a, a, a lot of other families out there that don't necessarily fit the mode. I think we live in the day and age that we should recognize all parents that are out there raising the young ones to be the, are the future generation. It just seems like it makes sense. I totally agree. All right. Hey, That's guys. All right. And you know what? I got something really quick to tell you. Oh, go ahead, Wendy. I am no longer grumpy. I got out on the water yesterday. Had a girl. And tell me, how, how rewarding was that experience? Oh, you know what? Yesterday was such a great day. We stayed out. We started out at 5 o'clock in the morning and didn't get back until to the dock until 8.45 p.m. It was just so beautiful. Lots of fish. We had a blast. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to have to ask you guys to talk and, and ask a lot of the questions tonight because Vicki and I ran the El Cajon Ford Team Shootout yesterday on Lake San Vicente. And even though I have a PA system and megaphones and everything like that, I still insist on shouting into them. So I've lost a lot. I've lost a lot of my voice, and I'm kind of gurgling here right now. So, you guys, please, I know you'll be more than able to keep up the slack. So you only have to gurgle for two hours. Yeah, yeah we got it. We can do that. Hey, let's get to our first guest because. This is a person that I'm really excited to hear from. She's a lady angler, but she has a first that she has accomplished in her own state. And let's let her talk about it. I want to introduce from North Carolina our first guest, Samantha Gay. Samantha, welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. Thank you so much. Happy Father's Day to you and everyone else. Congratulations, Samantha. What a great seat you had. Thank you so much. I, I I enjoyed it, and I wish I could have done a little bit better, but the experience was amazing, and I met some really great guys and um, and a couple ladies also. Um, it, it was just the best experience ever. Well, so how did you? Well, go on. I, uh, go I know on, I read it. I read an article um, about you how um, you were fishing with your boyfriend and your boyfriend. Uh, you would have crickets and earthworms, <laughs> and he would be using artificial lures to to fish with, and he was catching bigger fish. And so you wanted to step up your game and learn what he learned or what he knew. Did you start off um, rigging? Well, when when you were fishing um, your your live bait, did he rig your rods and reels up for you, or did he teach you how to do all that yourself? And you were able no, to do that, and then you, you transferred over. No, oh, so explain it to us. Um. Well, I learned to fish as a little girl. My, my um, father and his mother were very, really big into fishing and were outdoors in general. So I already had some kind of knowledge about it. And I caught my first bass when I was 12. And then it, that was all she wrote. I went and bought all types of little artificial lures and things like that. But uh, <laughs> didn't didn't do much more bass fishing after that. And then uh, I guess it was three years ago on Memorial Day I got my first bait caster and um, fished at a local reservoir um, that evening. Didn't catch anything, but the next day was Memorial Day. Um, 
So I went out to the closest pond to my home and um, grabbed a few of a few artificial worms out of his tackle box at the time, actually, and uh, and just sat out there. And for the next probably two weeks, I went out there every day and uh, just kind of kept trying different things and kind of almost kind of self-taught myself. Uh, had some help from our local tackle man, DJ. He sh- he actually showed me how to rig it weedless and um, and talked with me a little bit about that. But for the next, I'd probably say from... From Memorial Day until about November, I, I used nothing but worms and um, and plastic baits and just kept trying different things until I would catch fish. It worked out pretty well, then I just had to kind of teach myself as the time, as the seasons changed and the fish changed, I had to teach myself different techniques to try to continue to catch fish. Well, so you, did, you must have done fairly well. <laughs> you were pretty consistent. I think I think I've done fairly well, yes, sir. I know I have a lot more to learn, um, and each chance I get to get out in a tournament and fish with new people and and on different bodies of water, I, I learn a ton every time I go out. Well, you know what's really I think neat about this continue sport? Continue to do all your life. I still learn every time I go. I learn something. That's an important factor in this thing. If you're not learning, you're not going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. I strive to learn at least one new thing every day. What's really neat about this sport is being female in a predominantly male sport, everyone is so nice to you. They're willing to to teach you, and they want you to succeed. And what's really neat is that you'll have, you'll have the chance to fish with a lot of different people, and the more fish, more people you fish with, the more you learn, rather than just sticking with one partner and just fishing fishing local team tournaments with that one partner. By doing it the way you're doing and entering the opens and, and things like that and being able to fish with all these different partners, you're going to be like a sponge and you're going to be able to learn so much, so many different techniques and, from different people that it's just going to excel you. Absolutely. That's, that's, my, that's my hopes as well. <laughs> well, Samantha, tell me, tell me, what was the road you took from becoming a recreational fisherman to all of a sudden getting in the world of competitive bass fishing, which the BASS and all this tournament circuit is, and and especially in the fact that you were able to do something that I understand that no other lady in the state of uh, North Carolina has been able to do. Yes, sir. Um, I knew I wanted to tournament fish after. Well, no, pond fishing and tournament fishing on lakes and rivers is a, are two totally separate things, but... I knew I was doing fairly well from the bank, and I wanted to I wanted to try to see if I could take what I knew from fishing on the banks and transfer that to the to fishing on the back of a boat. So I contacted a, a buddy of mine who was actually um, part of the North Carolina Bass Nation and had made it to the state team before. He was actually one place away from making it to the Bassmasters Classic that same year, and so I contacted him and. And, and talked with him. I told him my concerns. I was a little bit concerned about getting on the boat with a total stranger, um, just being a girl and going out there in the middle of nowhere with someone I didn't know. But he he told me he, that that most of the folks that I was going to meet were going to be very stand up fellows, and and that there were rules and laws that would protect <laughs> protect me from from any type of um, situation that maybe I had already kind of thought about in my head, but. 
So I and also had a family friend of mine reach out and say that his tournament partner that he'd fished with for years was looking for someone to fish with, and um, so he was a river fisherman for about twenty five years. I think that's how long he he had um, competed in tournaments. So I joined a, a club and I fished a local river trail with him, and then I fished all of the qualifiers for the North Carolina Bass Nation, and I also fished a. Um, the cash-in bracket bash in April. So, and each time I do a tournament, except for the, the club trail on the Noose River, every time I fished a tournament, that was pretty much my first time on that body of water. And and I was with someone different each time. So, I mean, well, it's fish on every body of water I've went to so far, I think. But the learning curve on that is great because you're, you've got a lot of different people with a lot of different techniques that way. Uh, you'll learn a little bit about what you'd like to do and how your presentation is going to make a difference because your presentation is going to be a little different than theirs, guaranteed. Um, right, but absolutely. all of that plays into the toolbox. Yes. Yes, sir. As you started working your way up, uh, did you find that a lot of your competitors, uh, were there a lot of women there that you can associate it with, or was it mainly the male fishermen? Were they, yes, Samantha, go out there and get them? Or did you kind of feel sometimes that there was that feeling like, wow, there's a lady angler out here, and she's trying to take a place that maybe I can uh, go fish with, and there might have been a little resentment. Uh, What what was some of the feeling, uh, some of the vibes that you got as you were making your way up this road? Um, Well, the there's been a lady, um, her name is Angela Maya. She's the only lady um, angler that I've um, had the chance to compete against or, or with. Uh, she, uh, I think she's been in two of the three, actually now that we're into the next one. I've already fished two of the this year's qualifiers of, as well, uh, but she's been at three of them. Uh, she actually was our, the first female in North Carolina to win a um, qualifier. She just won uh, back in April on Lake Wiley. I, every time I go to a tournament, though, I, I feel like I feel like I have something more to prove than most people. I know I get like I get I get quite a I don't know how to explain it. I just know I, I feel very nervous, almost nervous, but excited at the same time because I know a lot of people look at my Facebook page and they see the fish, so they. Like I have to, I have to hold myself up to that standard and catch fish. But then I also feel like because I'm a female, I, I have to go above and beyond to try to prove myself as as an angler. Wendy, as a female yourself, what uh, what can you say to Samantha when you know she expresses that type of feeling? Yeah, you know, be, be, it, to me, you don't need to. Um, let anything, um, I guess, don't let anything bother you as, as far as being a female angler. The fish don't have any idea who's <laughs> on the other end of that, that rod and reel and just let the competition begin and hold your head up high and, and you'll do great. Thank you. You know, I'll, you. I'll second that motion. I don't think most people, especially the, you know, people when they first get involved with competitions, especially in, in the upper echelon. Uh, they put a lot of pressure on themselves, and in the end you'll find that you don't need to do that. 
go out mm-hmm. and just fish and put five fish in the boat and try to be as consistent at catching them as you can. And in the end, if you're still doing this five or six years or ten years down the road, you're going to be one of the top people in your in your industry. It's just going to work that way. Consistency is always the best in this, and don't worry about the rest. Just go catch your five and keep catching them. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Samantha, we've got to take a break right now. Is there any way we can ask you to... Stay on for a little bit longer, and we can continue this discussion. Yes, sir. I'd love to. Thank you. Uh, all right. Hey, and we are speaking with Samantha Gay, and she's from North Carolina. She is the first lady member of her state's uh, Bass Nation uh, uh, fishing team. A really pretty big accomplishment. We're going to find out more about Samantha and, and her fishing. But Wendy, Stan, and I, we've got to take a commercial break right now. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more Rod and Reel Radio to come after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hi. 
I'm Chad, designer and owner of Hookup Baits. Hookup Baits jigs are the most realistic and effective jigs ever developed. The realistic action and looks of these jigs catch everything from crappie and trout to yellowtail and tuna and everything in between. In fact, in the last year, I have only thrown hookup baits and have caught close to 100 different species of fish. These jigs are so versatile and easy to use with eight different sizes and colors to match the hatch wherever you fish. You can fish them on top, you can fish them on the bottom, fast, slow, and even troll them. You can find these great jigs for fresh and saltwater fishing at hookupbaits.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has new PTXA frame, Lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, quantum fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. It's a big deal. You know, I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream, <laughs> That is just absolutely awesome. And we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, we want to also congratulate the hookup bait team. They they won first place in the Olive Crest Tournament over this past weekend. Uh, beat out a lot of great competitors using the hookup baits. Go to your local tackle store and see if you can find hookup baits there or try us here at Angler's Arsenal. We've got a complete line of hookup baits in all sizes and colors. So give them a try. I think you'll find they'll make your fishing experience something completely different than you might be used to. Hey, we have with us, too, Samantha Gay, and she is the first lady angler from the state of North Carolina. To make the North Carolina BASS Nation state fishing team. And, and Samantha, to give us some perspective on that, how long has the state of North Carolina been manning a team? And how many people make the state team compared to how many are, are tr- attempting to make it? Well, um, I don't know the answer to the, to the first question, but I do know that the current president we have now, he and, he and our um, our vice president, Mr. Uh, Mr. Chuck Murray is our president, and Mr. Lenny Smathers is our uh, vice president. But I know they've been working together for at least 11 years doing this um, as, as serving as the um, president and vice president. And each year, depending on the number of Bass Nation members, um, that's what determines how many people you can send. I think this year was the, um, or excuse me, last year they had more um members than they've ever had, so they were able to send 20 anglers, uh, 10 boaters and 10 non-boaters to the Eastern Regional. And then because of the number of members we have, they were able to send, um, I think at least three of our, our people made it to the national championships from um, on Friday after the third day of competition. I may be wrong, there may be four, but I believe there's three. But each, it just depends how, on the number of members you have, how many people you can send, because there were there were some smaller teams, quite a bit smaller. Okay. But we had we had a great we have a really good turnout. Well, and tell I think us, is there a particular the last, technique of fishing that you like to employ that you think you are most successful with? 
Well, I, I know I'm a junk fisherman. If I don't get a bite uh, <laughs> within a certain <laughs> amount of time, I'm trying something else until I figure out what they want. Uh, my, my probably the biggest uh, confidence technique or go-to lure is going to be a lipless crankbait because that was the first hard lure I learned to use after throwing plastics for that first six months six months of fishing. So I went, uh, I, if I can't get a bite, most of the time I'll tie on a lipless crankbait, and I can normally catch something with that. Wow. Well, that's going probably the best, one of the most successful baits to throw, period, <laughs> that is made. So that's a pretty good bait to start with, I'd say. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, now that you've uh, you made the state team and, and you fished in your first competition, has fishing become different to you? Have you had people that are approaching you, asking you to uh, sponsor product or do certain things that uh, maybe you would have never had an opportunity to uh, do before? I believe so, maybe a little bit. I've had, um, I do actually work with high seas fishing line and, um, and trapper tackle, but other than, I have a lot of people that will reach out and ask ask a lot of questions and things like that. But as far as the sponsors go, I haven't really gotten gotten there yet. I'm, I'm working on that. But I do. I have a lot of um, people interested in helping support my high school fishing team that I've started as well too. But you know, I, I was reading about that. I was reading about uh, about your work with that, and I think it's great. We have some mutual friends, some really good mutual friends, like Sammy Lee. The guys over at Yamamoto Custom Baits, and and I'm sure they're really helpful in getting the contacts you need. And if you need any help, I'm sure all of us here at Rod Mill Radio, we would be more than happy to help you out if you have any questions. You bet. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've been very blessed to meet some 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 great people. I mean, a lot of a lot of times, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I, I've been so fortunate to make such such great friends in in the fishing industry that that believe like I do in the importance of getting kids out there and and also females as well. So I, I've been very fortunate in that aspect, and I appreciate you letting out me here know so we I have, can contact you all as well. Out here we have Erin Martin's mom, Carol. Carol out here was fishing tournaments also and was really active, and I'm sure she'd be a great source of information and, and, awesome. and as far as aspect, too, goes. Huh, Stan? You bet. I mean, she's been around. I mean, Aaron, I think they're in, at the islands over in, you know, Hawaii or Samoa or something like that right now. But when they get back, that would be when I would contact you. You can always contact us. We can put you in contact with uh, Carol. But she's oh, been yeah. fishing for a long, long time and fishes the U.S. Opens and, and all the events out here. So I think she'd be a really good resource for you. Okay, thank you. I would appreciate that. She told Aaron to Aaron the fish, right? I think I read an article. She started fishing. Aaron started fishing with with mom uh, in our tournament circuits out here when he was about fourteen or fifteen, um, and that's where it all began. And and she's continued to fish, and he's continued to fish. Right. It's been going it depends up, on who you get the story from. Both. It depends on who you get the story from, I think, really, is the answer to that question. You know, Samantha, you work in elementary education, work with, a, uh, I think, uh, a lot of young folks. Uh, uh, do, they, do they know about your accomplishment, and what do they think about it? 
I think they're very proud of me, as uh, just as a lot of a lot of our, our local people are. Um, it's really cool to share this this experience with them as well because I did something in my first year that I never thought was possible, and to be able to introduce these kids and these guys, and I actually have 37 registered members from nine years old to 18 years old, and I've had probably four more get up with me this past week. So we should be registering some new ones. So to to be able to to introduce them to a side that that they've they've never experienced before is it's an honor to do that. And then for them to see, well, look, she did this in her first year. That means we can do it too. And actually, I had a team, a junior team, um, who who did this on their first tournament together. It's a team of brothers. There's one. Um, well, he's going to sixth grade now, and the other one's going to eighth grade, and they're actually in Tennessee. Right now, uh, today they were they were able to get out on the water and practice uh, for the junior Bassmaster Nationals. So I've got a nice. team of team of boys out there right now getting ready to compete in the biggest tournament of their life. So it's cool to to be able to sh- show them like, hey, you can do it. That's all you all you have to do is put your mind to it and fish and work hard, and you can do whatever you want to. That's right. You know, Samantha, we're broadcasting in the Southern California area, and obviously there's a lot of saltwater fishing and a lot of fishing to be had. And, yes, there is bass fishing, but I don't think uh, a lot of the people that may be listening to us are really aware of the the intensity that bass fishing means to people in in the uh, in the southeast in North Carolina area it, it it's unlike anything i think that we see out here in the southern california area mm-hmm. I probably, yeah, yes sir there's a, there's these these people take it very seriously um and i i've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of uh younger teams or a lot of youth teams since we started the junior level or since we started this uh youth team and these kids are out there fishing as hard as grown men, and they have been take, they've been doing it since they were six and seven. It's just amazing to see how how young they start and and how well how much they learn and, and what great anglers they are by the time they get fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. They they're going to be the future of bass fishing before long, and it's amazing to be able to to see to see these kids doing something and fishing it just as as hard as grown. There's grown people out there. <laughs> well, there's there's some of those 15, 16, 17-year-old kids that are going to be our next pros, just like you said. Absolutely. Uh, we've got some out here we fish against, and I love watching these younger kids. I mean, some of them are extremely talented, and you know where they're going to be going. At, at, if you would just watch a few of them, and, and you can see some of them have that fire and that talent, uh, mm-hmm. you can kind of watch them grow and go. It's pretty fun. And then with all the Scott, all the like opportunities for the future for them. I mean, they've got scholarships now and things like that. So, I mean, and college, college fo- um, football, college fishing has gotten really big as well. So to get them into it now and get them prepared, it, it just it, it, it's good to see that they have that chance to take it to the next level as well when they when they go to college. Well, Samantha, we've mentioned the future a few times. Tell us what's in the future for uh, bass fishermen. Samantha Gay, what uh, what do you, where do you think this is going? Well, I, I hope to one day be able to compete at a higher level, um, more consistently. I I go when I can. Um, 
ultimately, I mean, just like said in my article, I, ultimately I'd love to be the first woman to make it to the Classic and win it all. But yes. I have a long way to go and a lot to learn between now and then. <laughs> all I can say is that a girl. That, Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that that I get to get out and, and, and do this and and then share it with the kids, and it, it's just... That that's my ultimate goal is to keep stepping my, my myself up to the competitive level and learning more and hopefully one day have a boat where I'm not at the mercy of the boater, um, which I've been very fortunate to be paired with some very extremely talented and respectful anglers and I've learned a ton on the back of the boats, um, but I would love to ultimately take it to another level and 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 fish more competitions and it. it, it it's really cool to come home and share what I learned with with these boys, because and, and to know that they appreciate and respect what I say enough to even ask me for advice and, and say, well, hey, do you think this would work or that would work? So, um, I, I, that, that's my ultimate goal. But I've also started a. Um, I'm in the process of finalizing my a 501c3 um, for my fishing organization, which is called the Fishers of Kids Anglers Academy. Fantastic. For the past two years, I've for the past two years we've done we've held a youth trip, um, just a youth fishing trip where we had products and uh, like rods and reels and, and fishing line and lures and things donated for the kids. First year we took twenty six, the second year we took seventy eight, had sixty one volunteers, tw- over twenty five companies involved, and um, were able to send rods and reels home with all of these kids. Perfect. Most of them had never fished before, and so it was pretty cool to kind of take it up a little bit this year. We'll have, we'll have, we'll hold that trip uh, this year in the fall. But I felt with trying to start the fishing team and make sure that they had everything they need and were prepared to compete, I kind of pushed that back a little bit. But they'll be working with me this year on planning it and, and volunteering for it and teaching teaching the younger kids how to do certain things. So. It's really cool to share this with all the kids in my community. I mean, they they know I fish. When you live in a small town, everybody knows what you do. And so now I don't just get to talk to them about it. I get to take them fishing and and, and see them catch their first fish. A lot of times, and things like that. It's it, it's a it, it's it's just an amazing opportunity, and I'm glad to have the chance to share it with them all. That's pretty great stuff, right there. They need more of you out there. <laughs> Thank you. I, I enjoy it. And I well, say there's a lot of great, there's a lot of good still out there because if it weren't for a lot of my social media friends and, and the connections and contacts I have made through social media, I wouldn't be able to do things like this for these kids because until I have my father one c 3 going, I've got a um, GoFundMe page, and I've done that for three years where I, I do the GoFundMe to raise donations to make sure that these kids are, are able to fish and fish for free. Because I don't want there to be any reason why they can't go or why they can't fish. No, that's really excellent stuff. How long have you been doing this now? Um, let's see. May 2015 was our first youth trip. And then I held another one in May of 2016. Started the fishing team in February. Had three weeks, and we had five teams out. In three weeks, we had five teams on the competing. And then we'll hold the next youth trip in September. And it's going to be um, more of a open to the public type thing because the first two years I offered it to children at my school um, where I work, which I, I hated to have to limit it. So this year I'm going to try to be able to 
make it open to the public and figure out a way to register and things like that so we can be prepared for the volume of kids that are going to show up. But that's so is this a one-day thing? Is it a two-day, three? Yeah, is it a week-long? How, or you just do this over and over again over a period of time? Well, it's the big trip is a one-day thing, but once I get the um, Fishers of Kids um, organization all the way completed with the five of one C three, I hope to open. open we'll have like a like a cabin on a pond or on one of our local ponds, build a cabin nearby, and and hold like fishing trips for schools where they can bring them out and we can teach them different things. So there's got a lot of ideas and, 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 and thoughts on how to do it. But just, so far it's just been a one-day thing, and I do do a lot of uh, fishing with other kids in, our, in the community, not just the fishing team members, but I probably have about five to ten kids call me during the week. Hey, can we go fishing? And if I'm able, I'll pick them up and we'll go fishing. <laughs> I need a bus, honestly. Like I really, there's a, oh, I need to be a bus with rod holders all the way around it to be able to accommodate all the kids that call me each week. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations to you on your hard work. I'm actually Hi. starting a high school fishing team here in Huntington Beach, California, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is, <laughs> but it's, it's, so worth it. it's, it's so worth a- it to see, to, see, just to see them when they come off the water and they're just, they've learned so much and even... Even our boaters who have never served as a boat captain, when they get done with that first time out with the boys, they're like, you count me in, I'm in, We're not, I'd love to do it again. It's just, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's a feeling that's hard to explain, that, to know that you're helping and you're teaching these kids to do something they've never done before in their life and have never had the chance to do. So I, I feel very, very fortunate to be just being well, the next thing you know, one of them is going to be standing on the stage with that big trophy for the Bassmasters Classic. I believe it. I know I've got some boys that can do it. All, all of them are very talented anglers, and to get out there and fit, you learn a lot when you fish with somebody. And I've been very excited to just fish with each one of these kids and 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 learn more about them and who they are as as fishermen. And I tell you, I love my boys. I've known most of them since they were in kindergarten, and I've had the chance to teach them over the years at some point as well. And I don't teach anymore. I'm more like tech support now. So, but I, I feel like I'm still meant to be a teacher. But I think my my classroom is on the outside, on the water, more than anything else. <laughs> well, Samantha, those are <clears throat> great values to instill in the young men and women that are coming on up, and we want to uh, really thank you for the work that you're doing and we wish you the best of luck and if people want to contact you or they want to find out what you're doing how's the best way to go about doing it um they can find me on facebook uh just Samantha the game facebook and then uh catching feelings underscore no excuse me catch catching fish not feelings on instagram and then samantha elgay on uh twitter and uh, i've got a I'm able. I, I get most of my contacts and communication through there as well. Um, I also have a Fisher of Kids Anglers Academy Facebook page that people can go to and see all the uh, youth trips we've done in the past and the the fishing tournaments that my boys have been in so far this year. All that's linked there as well. So got to get me a website made though. If we send you on Facebook, that information will be there, and we can go ahead then and. Click on the different links to your other 
uh, different. The other organizations that you you're on or that you do. Yes. All yes. Right. Okay, great. Well, Samantha, we appreciate first of all not letting uh, uh, our uh, um, uh, our accents uh, uh, get in the way of this uh, interview. Our West, our West Coast dialect over here. We want to thank you very much for being with us. We wish you much success. And thank you so much for taking some of your Friday to be with us. We look forward to talking to you in the future and talking more about what you're doing. And as you rise up uh, in the BASS nation and maybe one day go into the Bassmaster Classic, that would be awesome. That would, yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. Very in the meantime, you just keep up those great, that great work with those kids. You bet. Be blessed thank doing it. Dick. Congratulations. You'll come back around. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it so much. All right, Samantha Gay from North Carolina. Uh, good interview, guys. Hey, let's uh, let's take a break right now. You're listening to Ron Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages with more Ron Real Radio to come. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can assure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. 
Look or ask for the Rock Lease at your local fishing tackle dealer. Stan, Wendy, and I, we do want to welcome you all back on this Father's Day to Rod and Reel Radio. Thanks a lot for listening tonight. You know, Stan and Wendy, I think uh, uh, Samantha brought up an interesting point, and uh, I have had conversations as, you know, as recently as yesterday with regards to the future of young men and women here in the state of California when it comes to fishing and what fishing opportunities that they have. And, and we know that uh, over the past uh, you know, few years, there could have been a whole generation of younger fishermen that we lost. And we're trying to get those people back. But here in Southern California, there just seems to be a much different mindset than you find back in like North Carolina or the Southeast when it comes to bringing young men and women into the fishing family. Yeah, guys, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we're not in North Carolina, and you haven't got lakes all around that are open. So uh, you kind of have to. Uh, and, and this, you know, we live in California. Uh, it's A lot of the people here are trying to shut down fishing. That's made, they've made it harder and harder to compete in the tournaments that we fish. Um, so it's been kind of an uphill battle for us, for sure. Um, but still, there's a, a, a lot of young people coming into the industry now that, that are looking at, you know, hey, the opportunities are there for high school bass clubs that compete against each other, and, and then the colleges are, are, have bass teams. Also. So things are starting. I think they're, that we're turning a little corner here. we got water again in the lake, so that will help uh, a lot of that. And... You know, probably Northern California will lead Southern California a little in that arena. You know, I was uh, speaking. Oh, go on, Wendy. What's neat about California, even though there is so much to do, we're lucky we have both fresh and salt water. The kids can start out with, with either fresh or salt water. And for the high school fishing team that we're trying to get started here in Huntington Beach, uh, you know, we have the best of both worlds over here where we can either, we could go both ways, fresh or salt. Um, you know, and it, and it's interesting to see when I've been working with a lot of kids where a lot of kids have no idea about fishing because there are so many other things to do where the kids I know that are in North Carolina, that's how they grow up. They grow up fishing with families and lots of lakes and ponds to go fish. So, you know, I think that the hurdle here is getting the kids interested first. I think once they're interested and once they've been taken out uh, on a successful trip, I think then we can change the minds of kids and get them back out there and playing uh, fishing instead of playing video games. Well, I, I think you're absolutely correct there, uh, Wynn, that, that right now people are so involved with the phone and a at least, you know, this is Hollywood out here, so everybody's involved with being somebody. <laughs> so you've, you've got the phone and YouTube and, and, you know, the Internet. You can you can put yourself in on a selfie and go anywhere, uh, but you've got to get them away from that and get them outdoors, where out, the outdoors isn't, hasn't been the primary for our youth here. Um, back there, you know, like you said, everybody's hunting and fishing uh, with, as a family a lot of the time. So... Uh, it's a little bit more of an uphill battle, but there's still a lot of people that want to learn how to fish. I mean, look at all the people that have, the new people that come to the Fred Hall Show uh, and the ISC shows, and, and, and we're getting them back, but it's a slow, pretty slow climb. Yeah, it is. Well, 
You know, with uh, organizations like Friends of Rolla that are taking a lot of kids out fishing, and guys like uh, Andy Palachek down here that are getting fishermen involved with uh, younger fishermen, taking them out fishing in tournaments and everything like that, and organizing events that are just meant for the up-and-coming fishermen. Let's hope we're going to see a turnaround in that because I know running the tackle store here, the young fishermen, both boys and girls that I see coming in and enjoying this sport, they're just avid. They're very intense about it. And uh, it, it's just good to see that new generation coming on, uh, coming on, on. And I, I hope we're going to be seeing more of it. And we get a lot of parents and adults like Samantha that get in there and help these kids go to that next step. Hey, guys, uh, we've got uh, now time for the Southern California Inshore Report, and we have a guy with us that probably has taken young men and women out fishing probably more than, you know, a lot of us ever have or will ever do, and that's Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Captain James, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, John. Happy Father's Day to you and Stan, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great day, and it's kind of nice to hear the topic you guys were just talking about. Well, I know you see that all the time, and I see it here in the shop, uh, James, that uh, uh, mom and dad will come in, and uh, they want to take the kids fishing, and they, they don't have any gear, or they've gone over to one of the big box stores, and they've gotten something wimpy with a little kit and want to know how to use it and how to go uh, uh, about starting the kids off so that they have a real quality experience, and... You are the one of the people that we recommend all of the time that if you're a mom and dad and you're not familiar with fishing, here is an outlet that you can go to that's a turnkey operation. You just can turn the kids on over to a guy like Captain James Nelson, and he can start them off on, on the road to catching fish and really get them excited about it. Yeah, you know, I, I like to hope so. You know, that, and it's really, it's by and large, you know, we live in a society of free will. You know, the least we could do is introduce them to it and hope they get hooked. And I've been fortunate enough to see a couple of local kids uh, go well beyond that. I mean, I've, I've friended a couple of them throughout the years on Facebook, and one of them now is a deckhand on one of our prominent sport fishing boats. So it's always fun to see that, to see guys, you know, just grow into the sport and grow up with it. And the great thing about what you do, Jim, is that you've got a, a fishery there that you can take the neophytes out there, and they're going to catch something on all, on on every trip they go on there. You you've got such diversity in the bays that you can go play with, and and they can be entertained all day. Definitely, Stan. You know the bay is really good for that. It's very forgiving to those of us who can't cast real accurately. You don't have to even cast half the time. You're drifting. As long as you can open the bale and drop the line down, you know, you're, you're going to get to where the fish are and you're going to get something to respond to that. And that's, that's what uh, a lot of times what all of us like to see when we go fishing is some type of response to what we're doing. And the bay is really good for that. And uh, that's one of the reasons why, you know, since I started, I've always, uh, kids fish free when they come with their, come with an adult. Each adult can bring up to two kids, you know, and I don't charge extra for that. So that's just something that's that we've cool. always wanted to promote. That's worthy that's right awesome, there. James. That's yep. awesome, James. You know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, the importance of, of bringing your son or daughter or even your next-door neighbor 
you know, fishing with them, and they just they just go and to ha- to have you let them bring someone is wonderful. You know, I'm sure they appreciate it. And wh- what a great job you're doing out there for our industry. Yeah, you know, there used to be a time when the family units lived a lot closer together. And when mom or dad were out working, there might be a grandma and granddad or a brother or something like that that would take, you know, their uh, cousins out or the grandkids out, out fishing. But as families have kind of moved apart in our society over here, you you don't have that. So, Jim, I, th- I, I can just imagine that in all the times that you've been guiding, you've probably seen uh, a parent or a granddad bring kids out that it seemed like they could have cared less that they come on out with you in the beginning of the trip, and by the end of the trip, they can't wait to schedule to go out with you again. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen it all all different angles of that uh, scenario, John, and it's really funny is I, I've even had times where, you know, the dad or even the granddad warned me ahead of time that they're, they're they didn't think their young kid was going to last six hours, and all around the way, the doctor kid is complaining that it ended. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, I know we didn't uh, get a chance to get a whole lot of a fishing report in and everything else like that, but I, I think the topic that we've been talking about, especially, you know, that was started off by Samantha, that here is here's a lady. Uh, she's trying to compete in the uh, uh, the finish. Uh, the fishing uh, uh, industry, and at the same time, she wants to give as much as she can to other young men and women to share this experience, and I think it's a noble cause, and Jim, I've got to admire your patience, too, because I know that mom and dad bring a lot of kids out there. I know we refer a lot of them all over there that uh, you spend the time. You're not taking these individuals on a fishing trip with you you are giving them their own specific tailor-made fishing trip so they can enjoy the experience. Well, thanks, John. I try, and I can give you your fish report in, in just a few sentences. You know, if they're biting, get out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoken. <laughs> That's well, a, you know, especially in the bay. Report. The bay is just awesome. <laughs> well, thank, thankfully, we have some great weather now. You know, the kids are off. If Jim, if uh, mom and dad are looking for something to do with the kids that are a little bit different, that they can also enjoy the activity too, how's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, they can always reach me on the website, thefishicon.com or fishingguidesandiego.com. Either one brings you to me. Or they could uh, phone call, 619-395-0799. And even as you alluded, John, of course, they could always go into Angler's Arsenal. They'll, they'll contact me for you well that or uh, you know luckily uh, all of the shops here in uh, the san diego area they i know they support you and uh, uh we're happy to do that because of the fact that you know we you got to admit it we are trying to cultivate uh, uh future customers too and we've been in business long enough where we've seen young men and women that have been brought in by their mom and dad and running around the store and playing around with the lures. And years later, these young men and women come in and they start buying fishing gear and start fishing. And then later on down the road, we're already at a point where they're bringing in their children and showing them the joys of fishing. So it's it's a generational type of thing. And 
Jim, we want to thank you for your work and all the great uh, job you do. We'll we'll have you on next week, and maybe we can talk a little bit about the fishing, okay? Sounds great, John. Wendy, Stan, you guys have a great one. I'll talk to you next week. And, Jim, Thanks, you have a great Father's Day, too, okay? Happy Thanks a lot for being with us. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Jim McCara from Carolina Lures. We're going to find out what Jim does, and I think you're going to be interested to hear the product he makes. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand-name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. 
from the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live, along with show archives, without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen, including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the App Store on your smartphone. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, it's Dan, Wendy, and I. We want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio, and if you're just tuning in, uh, we want to wish... All of you that are celebrating Father's Day today, a great day. I hope you're spending some time with the family. And just remember, this is a family time, and it's just not a time that we spend on this one week. But let's make every weekend a time with the family. And what better way to spend time with the family is to introduce them to fishing. So thank you for listening to Ron Real Radio, and uh, we're going to get on with the show. You know, uh, a few seasons ago, there was a lure that uh, was introduced here in the Southern California area that was used to catch some of these big finicky tuna that we're seeing off our coast, both the bluefin and the yellowfin tuna. It isn't a new product, but fishermen in this area are always looking for that some special edge, and this seemed to be a product that produced when nothing else would. And we have the maker of this product from Carolina Lures. It's Mr. Jim McCara, and Jim makes a product called the Yummy Flyer, and we're going to find out all about the Yummy Flyer, but let's introduce our audience to Jim McCara from Carolina Lures. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being on the air with you. Well, it is it is great having you, Jim, and you're speaking also with Stan and Wendy, and I guess the first question is, a lot of people may have never even seen a yummy flyer. They don't even know what the heck we're talking about. Tell us a little bit about Carolina Lures and how you came up with this rather unique lure. Well, it really was born out of necessity. Um, (laughs) I was fishing many, many times offshore of North Carolina, and you would see yellowfin tuna running the uh, flying fish. And uh, we had tried everything. We'd go to ridiculously light fluorocarbon leaders. Everything that we'd ever made, they'd just turn their nose at it. And, and it just I just watched them as they were watching those flying fish, and, and it just dawned on them. If we could ever make a lure that would imitate that, we would really catch them. And, uh, boy, was I right on that one. Uh, so we had, we invented the Emmy flying fish, and uh, you can pull them six, seven, eight knots. You can put them under a kite. You can cast and retrieve them. You can troll them off a rod tip and... Now, now, John, that's that's become an entire series of lures to meet all a variety of offshore lure needs, your fishing needs. Well, you know, uh, we'll go into that, but let's first find out, you know, there are people that are sitting out there going, a flying fish lure. Uh, and so I guess my <laughs> first question is, how did you evolve the method to fish this thing? Because, uh, 
you know, we're all ref- you're all familiar with feathers and cedar plugs and rapalas and uh, you know jet trolling lures and everything like that. But the flying fish, it really required a, a little bit different technique. And and tell us on how that evolved. Yes, absolutely. It kind of grew out of what we've done off sail fishing off the of floor using using fishing kites. And uh, it really it dawned on us that if uh, that if we could put this this soft plastic flying fish lure under that kite, that we could get our leaders out of the water. We could also get that bait to go way off of our beam. In other words, off to the side of the boat. And you can you can run it. You can skip it. It's partly in the air. It's partly hitting the water. It looks very very real. And there's something about tuna. They have a prey drive in them and an innate instinct to chase a flying fish. And so uh, it, it's really been a, a very effective method. And uh, of course, you know, we played with it and. Uh, People try to keep it a secret, but Ron Whitaker, right after we'd introduced it in the uh, Big Rock Blue Marlin tournament, realized no one had caught a tuna in the entire fleet. Last minute, he threw the kayak with the yummies, and and I, I can't remember if he took the first three places or, or the first couple places, but everybody saw him do it, and that was really good for our sales. But, yeah, that's absolutely what we're doing. We're pulling them with kites, and you can pull these things, you know, like six, seven and a half knots easy under these fishing kites and uh, to make it look like a real flying fish, and it's just very effective. You know, some of the main boat or the bigger boats, the long-range boats, started using the yummy flyer when they were on the anchor and just bouncing that off the water um, and yes. let it slap and bring it back up and let it slap back down. And it, it became a very effective tool out on the long-range trips. When you're down there at Hurricane and, and uh, the lower banks, that became, you know, one of the big tools. And then now the guys are buying that the shark kites and, and or the Avco kite, and they're putting it behind their... They're small boats and getting the bait back and using the yummy flyer, and it is one of the main targets for these big big bluefin out here now these days for uh, for the guys in their private boats. Yeah, absolutely. And something, I mean, I just got a call a little while ago from an East Coast captain, too, and he was he was just telling me how when they fish the yummy flyer, even even on school sites, too, it'll, it'll pull a, a, a bigger class of fish. Uh, the larger tunas will go in and, and hit this thing. And uh, it's just amazing how, how realistic that presentation is. And you mentioned the uh, you know the long range boats and, and how they were using them and using helium balloons. And you know when they when they would release that balloon or that kite as it's going away from the boat, uh, it looks very realistic. And there has been some huge elephants caught on those uh, on the Excel and some of the other boats. And, and uh, very effective using those helium balloons. And of course, you know the faster you're trolling, the quicker that line comes tight because. You know, you got the line going up to the release, get flipping the kite, and so it's a little better hookups that way. But, but boy, it is an exciting way to fish. It's like topwater fishing, <laughs> only they're you know three hundred pound fish sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly correct. They had uh, the guys on Stoked on Fishing just a uh, couple of weeks ago. Um, had uh, two of our best guys down here in, in San Diego. They with private boaters. They're tournament bass fishing guys, but they are talented guys, and uh, they went out with a with the gentleman from Stoked on Fishing, Shay McEntee, and they ended up showing uh, a two seventy two that they got on a kite. Um, wow, that's on, nice. On the, what a nice tune. It was it was a fun show to watch because because they school you once you're on this fish. You know that that's just the start. Then you got to get them in the boat. Wow, oh, absolutely. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, they're Jim, a magnificent hey, fish. They do pull hard. Jim, yes, this technique of you using the yummy fire. You know, a lot of fishermen are used to using the popper up there where that lower is staying in contact with the water. But are you telling me that what the fish does is as you're trolling along and as the kite 
is pulling this yummy flyer. It's coming out of the water, and it might splash down 10, 15 feet later on, come out of the water, and that the tuna are actually following the flight of the yummy flyer and see it not only when it's in the water, but I guess they're also seeing it when it's out of the water sailing along. Absolutely. In, in fact, they'll, they'll grab them six feet in the air sometimes. Oh, it's, my gosh. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and I know that, that on the East Coast, we've marked tuna that are deep before. You'll mark them on your fish finder, and uh, you can see them on the scope, and we'll set, a, set, the, set the yummies out under a kite and just have two baits out there, sometimes three, but mostly just two, and just start working a pattern over them, and you can see them come up. I don't know how a tuna can see a flying fish, <laughs> a nine-inch or eight-inch lure, from that deep before they can find them. And uh, like I said, it's almost like it's just such an innate thing within the tuna. They've got to chase that flying fish, and they've got to hit that thing. And, uh, you know, and, and of course, once again, you can't underestimate or understate the advantage of having that kite up because you can get your you can get that kite way off downwind off of the side of your boat. And, you know, a lot of times tuna are just sensitive to boat pressure. And, uh, boy, that, they'll, they'll, they'll just hit that flying fish. Now, well, you know, uh, we've watched them come out of the water where there's cubbies of the flyers that come out, especially the small ones. We call them popcorn flyers, you know, where they, the yeah. smaller flyers come out, and there's a cubby of them like quail, and right behind them you'll see, you know, four or five yellowfin come blowing out of the water chasing them. Now, the bluefin haven't been doing that so much, but those big bluefin have been keyed on that yummy flyer. That's been one of the tools of the trade out here. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very effective on that. And um, and also, uh, we've got a new 8-inch bottle called the, the Super Yummy. And where guys are throwing poppers, I would highly recommend you throw that some because it, it's a, it, it writes itself quickly. It's got a great action. It's uh, it's as good a lure, probably a little better trolling even, actually, than the original, which is because it's a legend. But, but, I mean, that's a hot little lure right there. And uh, I would highly recommend people to, to really take a look at that new Super Yummy. I'm not just trying to sell you lure. I'm just really telling you that we worked on this for about 10 years. So. Well, tell us tell us about the evolution of the Yummy Flyers and that you have different models now and uh, how how they go about using them, Jim. Well, they're they're all basically used the same way. I mean, they're rigged essentially the same way, um, and you know they're just different size baits. We've got the original nine inch, and uh, we've got two seven inch models. One of them is really a radical uh, wing set; they stick it straight out. It's really radical on the surface. Sometimes that's what the fish want. It's also got what we call a delta wing model, same bait, but the wings are swept back kind of like a delta wing fighter jet, and that, that has a different surface action. Cruise is real smooth on the surface. Uh, you know, sometimes that's the trick. It also works good as an inline bird. If you're going to, you know, instead of a hard bird, you put that in front of your lures. But And then, of course, you know, we have the little four-inch minis, and I'm going to tell you, that's a really good lure. Guys are finally starting to catch on to this in California, but um, you, you rig those little four inches on, uh, on what we, we call them like droppers. And uh, so that they're rigged to skip and jump. And you put, I don't know, five or six or so in front of whatever lure you're pulling. And, you know, for example, like a, an 80 Super Yummy. And, man, it's got that predator-prey effect. And there's something. A lot of the guys in the canyons in the Northeast swear that those those big tunas can hear that thing spat in the water. I don't know if they hear it or see it or whether it's commotion or sight. But we, we, for whatever reason, they will absolutely home in on that. And, uh, and another thing that guys are doing, and I would recommend for your striped marlin guys and blue marlin fishermen, that take an 8-inch or 9-inch yummy flying fish, the original one, bring it on about a 4- to 6-foot leader, 
and you attach that to the same uh, snap swivel that you would your Marlin lure. In fact, Bart Miller had it on ESPN many years ago on Norm Isaac's show, and that has been a tournament-winning rig. So it looks like the, the Marlin lure is chasing the flying fish. It's just a, just another way that you can rig them. <laughs> you know, Jim and I also know, and I see by going on your site, and we're fortunate enough here at Angler's Arsenal that we we order early enough in the year that we can get some yummy flyers in at this time because I know you're backlogged on them all the time, especially out here on the West Coast. But they do come in different flyers uh, colors. But it, it's just the lure where the colors are made more for the fishermen than the fish, and, and that being a reaction <laughs> bait, they just go after the the lure itself. Well, I tell you, uh, if, if the fish can't see it, they can't hit it. <laughs> and uh, of course, the blueback ones, the more natural ones, are certainly, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're the most popular sellers. But there's a lot of guys that look like that black back or that dark purple back, uh, sometimes green. A lot of guys like pink ones, especially when it's low light. And that's just because they can see them better. And uh, I just really think it's that shadow, that shape that they're seeing, and uh, that realistic, realistic splash in action. And I can't underestimate the, 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 the importance, I think, of the sound of that splash. And that's one reason on the new 80s Super Yummy, it's got the tail wings, you know, like a, mm-hmm. like a real flying fish. And, and we really played with that to try and make that, like on a calm day, that, that thing would hit. It would look just like the circle, you know, when a, when a real flying fish contacts the water. So I think color's important, but I, I, like you said, I think it's fishermen. In one store, they'll swear you got to have the blue silver. Next store, they want the blue crystal. Uh, it's just it's funny. Next guy wants but, that uh, purple back for sure. Mexico, they like that purple. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again? said in Mexico they like the purple and the pink. Uh, up here they've yeah. been eating the blue and the purple, too. So it's a, yeah. it's a little everything. There's no one that's going to guarantee you're going to get them. I think you need to get one or two and try it no matter what. Now, oh, absolutely. That's good advice. And, and don't go out there with just one lure. No. Uh, I mean, because when you – I mean, there's a reason guys are, are carrying more than one. Uh, they're durable lures. But um, depending on how you rig them, I mean, well, there's nothing worse than getting in a bite and you throw it out there, you catch one right away, and <clears throat> and you run out of lures. I mean, they're hard to find when you're way offshore, right? Now, Jim, let's, yep. let's get people, first of all, uh, how do people contact you? What's your site that people can oh, sure. see the variety of yummy lures? And then uh, let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions. Sure, absolutely. Uh CarolinaLures.com, that's our that's our original website, Carolina, like North Carolina Lures.com. And uh, we've, we've got another new site up called YummyLures.com, Y-U-M-M-E-E, Lures.com. Now, when you get on the site, not only you can see the selection of lures and other products that you have there at Carolina Lures, but is there information or is there a tutorial on how to rig these things? Yeah, absolutely. There should be some links on those on those product pages that go back to our YouTube videos on how to rig the lures and and just give you a little advice there. And um, that's been very popular, actually. So I would highly recommend people do that. Or you could call me. Um, our number's on the site seven zero six eight five one nine zero one zero. You can call me. It'll ring directly to me. I love to help fishermen. Love to hear all these great uh, reports of the fish are being caught. Well, you know yeah, what? When you, with your new bait, your the new eight inch that you're making, do you have the the hook coming out the bottom of the bait? Or are you running the hook back out the tail like a lot of the guys are doing? Well, it's it's the new the new one has uh, has multiple hook slots. It can come out the back, it can come out the belly, it can go through the tail, and uh, and it's just it gives you more options right there. A lot there's a lot of disagreement on how to how the best way to rig these are. 
I'm talking about the top fishermen in the world. They can't agree on it. And uh, we, we like to rig our show to slide up the line, makes the lure a little durable. But, um, you know, guys out there are, you know, making them where they don't slide up the line so quick. But most guys are really ha- happy to catch a 200-pound tuna and need another lure. So. Well, we got a guy on that's coming on right after you who's going to tell us how happy he is, uh, especially out here in our local Southern California waters where the the big fish off our shoreline within, you know, literally the view of the coastline uh, is a phenomenon that we've only seen for the past couple of seasons and has really never been there in the recorded history of fishing that we've seen out here on the West Coast. And a big reason why some of these guys are catching these fish is because of a product like yours, Jim, the Yummy Flyer, that they'll eat that when they won't eat anything else. And you've told yeah. us a story on that. Oh, absolutely, and it's not, you know, there's a lot of people call it the world's greatest tuna lure because of that. But you know, we're we're not trying to brag or anything. But it absolutely has got that reputation to catch it when nothing else will. It's just that presentation, I think. You know? All right, Jim. Again, for people that want to learn more about the uh, yummy lures, I know they are available in some of the uh, stores here in uh, Southern California. As a matter of fact, if you go over to H and M Landing, they've got it over there. And and if you go on the H and M Landing. I know Facebook page, you'll see uh, pictures there on how Danny is actually rigging them for the big fish that we have there. And I know they're rigging them over at Fisherman's Landing Tackle. Uh, Rick Maxa was talking about that during the morning shows, uh, how they're rigging uh, yummy flyers. Uh, But to get it right from the horse's mouth, Jim, again, give us the information on how we can stay in contact with you. Sure. CarolinaLures.com. Uh, just Carolina, like North Carolina lures, like fishinglures.com, carolinalures.com, or yummylures.com, Y-U-M-M-E-E-L-U-R-E-S, yummylures.com, or just give us a call, 706-851-9010. That's 9010. Well, Jim, thank you for taking some time to be with us. I know it's late back there on the East Coast, Father's Day and everything like that, and you had a lot of other responsibilities today, but thanks for letting us know about yummy lures out here in Southern California. John, thank you so much for having us, and very thankful for, you know, you having us on the air and all the wonderful fishermen in Southern California using these lures. Hey, we love you guys. God bless you, and good fishing. All right. Thanks a lot, Thanks, Jim. Jim. Happy Father's Day. Jim hey, McCara happy Father's from, Day. Yeah, thank you, sir. All right. That was Jim McCara from Carolina Lures. Hey, stay tuned. Coming up next... We're going to have a fisherman that has been out there catching some of these big tuna. You're going to want to hear about his story, but stay tuned. We've got to take a break right now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love the boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, Boat California, Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Stan, Whitney, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. You know, last week we had uh, Zach Zorn on, and he was telling us as a private boater how he's been going out there and popping some big fish and how he's relentlessly going after them. And right about that time, Wendy sent me a picture of a fisherman that had a huge fish on, and he, she uh, suggested, why don't you try to get him on the show? And so did a little research, and we have him with us, and we want to welcome to Ron Real Radio, uh, private boater and fisherman extraordinaire, Billy Kellerman. Billy, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Pleasure hey, to meet you. Hey, thank you for being on, Billy. And, and, you know, before we get into some of the big fish we have, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into uh, fishing and your, and your love for the sport. Well, um, you know, my name is Billy Kellerman. Um, you know, I fished Southern California waters for, uh, I mean, pretty much my whole life. My, my dad brought me into it. Um, you know, a few years ago, I actually uh, ran a six-pack out of Pier Point Landing um, called Spectra Sport Fishing. But for un, uh, uncalled circumstances, that's no longer around. And I pretty much stopped fishing for about uh, six years. I mean, cold turkey. And um, somehow my dad asked me... Uh, two and a half years ago if I wanted to go fishing with him and uh, couldn't say no to that. And uh, that pretty much uh, reignited my, my spark for uh, fishing and I got bit by the bug and I'm heavily into it. Um, Bit by the bug is, is, is just a, not even, I mean, if you look at Billy's, Billy's, uh, Hey Billy, (laughs) if you look at Billy's Facebook page, Oh my goodness, this is a man obsessed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an all-in type of a guy, all-in all or nothing I mean, uh, in anything in my life, you know, personal, professional, business, family. It's just you got to go all-in. 
So um, I, I entered the sport fishing scene um, right when this whole El Nino thing again happened, and someone told me about some uh, local yellowtail uh, in front of Long Beach, and that was unheard of, and, and I had to see it from my eyes, and gosh, it, it really happened. And uh, I was so anxious, pulled the trigger and bought a boat right away. Um, boat turned out to be a lemon, so I was on the sidelines for a while. And then, uh, you know what, I just took the, took the leap and got my dream boat and got that Parker 2320. Nice. Nice, nice jump. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, Kevin over at uh, West Coast uh, out in uh, Newport Beach, he really helped me out finding the right Parker. And, um, you know, not, not turning back. Absolutely love it. Dream boat. Absolutely. Well, uh, tell us now, you, you talked about, and, you know, perfect subject being Father's Day, how your dad really got you back into it. But how did you start refining the techniques that you're using to, to catch some of these fish that we're seeing out here? Was it trial and error? Was it bringing friends aboard? Was it, uh, you know, watching YouTube or a combination of everything or what? Um, you know, to be honest, it was a big YouTube thing and being able to kind of put myself in the right position to ask the right people, um, you know, especially, you know, Mark Wish from Pacific Edge Tackle, Jason and Ali from Bloody Decks and Fish Dope. Um, they're, they're a big help to my success. Um, you know, they kind of, you know, they actually put out the time to actually answer some of my questions that I had. And l- let me tell you, my questions were endless. But then again, <laughs> you don't know if you don't ask. Um, so, yeah, a lot of trial and error, plenty of skunk trips, let me tell you that. But uh, on the same note, plenty of rewards as well. Well, let's talk about you first as a skipper because, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, think, well, you know, I'm just going to buy a boat and I'm going to go on out there and, uh, you know, go, go until I can't see land anymore and fish and then come on back west. How would you learn to actually navigate the vessel that you have right now and use it to your advantage to go out and get these fish. Wow, you're, you're, you're definitely asking the right questions and definitely questions that bring back a lot of great memories. Um, you know, my first boat was probably about 10, 12 years ago, and, uh, you know, it was supposed to be a partnership between me and my friend. Um, it, it didn't work out. He couldn't go fishing anymore at all after, like, our first trip, and yeah. I literally just had to learn everything by trial and error. I remember, you know, I, I got off of work around 6 p.m., um, you know, I, I borrowed a U-Haul truck to tow my little 21-foot center console, took the boat out to a Newport back bay in the dunes, and just try to learn everything myself. I mean, yes, I was one of those guys that's knee-high in the water, no clue what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, it just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of experience, a little bit of trial and error, um, taking a Coast Guard class, and, and just learning more about the sport and boating in general was what really helped me, you know, to become a better captain. Um, other guess, than that, I mean, just trial and error, really. I guess I can't emphasize the importance enough, and you happen to mention it. You actually took a Coast Guard class, and what did that uh, entail, and, and how did that help you out? Um, a friend had suggested that to me. You know, um, his name's Dave Plotkin, and, uh, you know, really knowledgeable guy. And he told me I should take this course. It's just kind of a beginner's course. It's not mandatory. However, you know, if, if you have a boat, it's something that, that it's worthwhile taking, you know, it's a short little class. You learn a lot about, you know, the entryways, the buoys, the tugboats, the lights, you know, the operation of a boat and, and things that matter. But, you know, it's, it's very important because safety is always number one. So uh, I kind of took that into consideration, and that's where it all began. Well, tell us now, you said that the adventure for you really started with the advent of us seeing the El Nino, and, and how did... 
how did you become someone that's plunking around for sand bass and bonita and barracuda and stuff like that going after now the bigger prize trophy fish? You know, I guess it all starts with stepping stones. You know, I mean, I started from a little freshwater park, you know, to the to the dock, to the pier, to the half-day boats, to the three-quarter-day boats, have Davies Locker, you know, to the private boats. But, um, you know, with all that built over the years, um, you know, I, I joined forums such as Bloody Deck, BD Outdoors, and I, I met so many great people that are willing to share information with me, um, especially from, from the beginner standpoint. So, you know, I just kept on asking questions. Um, I tried to poke at the right people. I remember, like, just random people. I, I, would, I would offer them, you know, to pay for their lunch just to please have lunch with me so I can ask them a few questions. And, and lo and behold, a few of them did pick up the offer. And that's where a lot of the knowledge came from. Um, and then with this whole El Nino thing two years ago, two and a half years ago, I just couldn't believe it that they were catching yellowtail out in front. I mean, I did that back in like 97, 98, but not any time recent. And um, just with a little bit of experience and just being out there and seeing the patterns of fishing uh, really allowed me to do really well in those, you know, local waters. But, but then again, technically everyone was kind of doing really well um, during those times. Well, then, but as fishermen, once you know the game, you up the ante, which is pretty much like anything in life, and we start going for the bigger stuff. Well, we just had uh, Jim McCara on. He is the maker of the uh, Yummy Flyer from Carolina Lures. That's one of the lures that... How did you develop uh, the lures to use for the fish that you were going after, uh, the, the knowledge for that? So, um, you know, two years ago, I, I saw some bluefin, uh, larger bluefin in the 100-plus pound range being caught at the 43, and then after talking to more and more people, some people were catching them on, you know, mackerel, and also this little kite thing came up. You know, I, I've heard of kite fishing before, you know, from the long-range boats, which I've never done before, and some of the boats down in Puerto Vallarta and Cabo San Lucas and whatnot. But I, I've never done it. I, I have no clue what to do. So I literally just watched a bunch of YouTube videos and then, uh, you know, picked myself up, you know, two different kites, one which didn't work very well, one that worked very well or, you know, for the beginner people. Um, and just started trying, you know, uh, just, just go out there and try. And then learning about rigging the yummy, you know, the speed, you know, flying it, which direction and stuff like that. It just kind of takes time. I mean, I think it wasn't until our third trip that we actually caught a fish on the yummy. And uh, that fish was, you know, we didn't tape it, but it was estimated between like that 260, 275 mark. Definitely uh, the big fish of the season last year, for us at least. Well, we didn't talk a lot about uh, with uh, uh, Jim from Carolina Lures, Lures rigging the yummy because the way they're doing it in the East Coast is completely, I think, different than what we're doing here in the West Coast. And we... We out here, we see the yummy flyer as a one, one lure, one fish type of bait. While you know, back on the east, they try and get as much use as out of it as we can. But out here, we rig. I think the yummies in such a way that hey, if you get bit once and it's the right fish, you're going to ha- be happy to sacrifice that one lure for that fish. You know, and, and you're absolutely right on that. However, um, just to bring up something interesting. I think this year I've seen a lot more smaller fish that's being caught on the yummy, mm-hmm. um, which, again, I, I, I don't have experience in this sector. I can only share with you what has worked for me and what hasn't. Um, and, and a lot of it's luck of the draw, but, you know, I was talking to one of my buddies who's out with me um, on a different boat that same day that I caught the big one. He caught a yellow fin and a blue fin next to me, and both of them were around 25 and 30 pounds. 
And I, right. I, I couldn't, I'm like, wow, well, you know, just luck of the draw, you know? Well, a year ago, there were 12 people pulling a yummy flyer around, and now there's 212. <laughs> so, you know, you're gonna, the odds are pretty good you're going to get a biter. Absolutely. And the one thing I have to say is you got to put in your time. Um, you know, you, you can't, you know, I took out a group of friends, and uh, we put up the yummy flyer, put up the kite, and we saw some breaking fish, and, and they're like, hey, hold up, hold up, let's, uh, let's pull the kite down and, and, and fish these breaking fish. And I'm like, whoa, guys, hold on a minute. You know, it's, it's pick one. You know, I'm not going to sit here and put the kite up, pull it down, put it up, put it down. It takes me a good, you know, 15 minutes to, to get it running right. And, um, and on that day, ironically, we, uh, I, they decided to chase the popper fish. We got a few popper fish, um, no biggins uh, for that day. The very next day, I, I, I saw great signs. I wanted to go out again. Um, I was actually sick for work that day. And uh, <laughs> I took out a different group who were just dedicated guys and just really wanted to fly the yummy, and that's all we did all day. But, but truth be told, flying the yummy is, is, is not exciting, you know? We're, we're sitting around. We're ha- everyone's sleeping, you know? I mean, I'm the only one that pretty much stays awake the whole time with my eyes glued to that yummy. Mm. And lo and behold, it was six hours later that we got our bite and my first yummy fish of the year was right around 150 pounds. Right. Perfect. You know, I kind of liken the fishing the yummy flyer as the fishermen in the freshwater side, liking that to fishing swim baits. You can sit and you can throw that thing. You can throw it. You can throw it. You might go a whole day. You might go a couple of days. Uh, Rich Tauber, I remember talking to him, who's a, a freshwater fisherman. He threw a swim bait for 13 days before he got the first bite on it. But, boy, when that fish bit... It was a nice fish, and it seemed to be worth the effort. Ask him who taught him that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Billy, we got we got to take a quick commercial break right now. I, I know you're busy. Yeah, no it's problem. Father's Day. Can we ask you to stay on for just a little bit longer so we can ask you a couple more questions? Sure, not a problem at all. All right. Hey, you're listening to Rod and Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stan, Wendy, myself, and Billy Kellerman will be back after these messages. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at Chief Sport Fishing. 
Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love the boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, Boat California, Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program it is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archives shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Stan Ridley and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio and allowing us to be part of your Father's Day celebration I think we've made it worth your while. One of the guys that's helping us out with that is Billy Kellerman. Billy's a private boater and a <clears throat> private fisherman extraordinaire, and we're relating some of the experiences that Billy's had out there as a private boater, both in learning how to use lures to learning how to use his boat. And, Billy, thanks a lot for being with us again on this Father's Day. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for having me. I sincerely appreciate it. Uh, this is great. Well, I got to tell you, we the first thing that you know drew my attention to you was Wendy sent me a picture of this guy with his humongous bluefin tuna on the deck of his boat, and she said, "You know what? We got to get a hold of this guy and find the story out." So, Billy, you're the guy, and let's talk about how have you been doing with regards to catching some of these big fish? How it's been working out for you, and what led up to this photo that I'm talking about of you with this horrendous bluefin tuna. Well, um, my mission for bluefin tuna started about two years ago when someone uh, texted me a picture of someone else with this, like, 120-pound bluefin. And I was so envious and jealous and, and, and just wanting to catch a big bluefin. Um, I, you know, like I mentioned before, I, I tried to, you know, to jump on any sport boat that I could, but that year everything was all sold out. Tried to fish with Marcus on the new land, but just could not get a spot with, you know, work and, and tickets being filled up so fast. So uh, last year was, was my one shot after, I, you know, I bought the Parker and, and rigged her up, you know, with all the bells and whistles and all that good stuff. I figured you know, your tools are the basis of, um, you know, of, of what you have. So start with the good tools and then 
go from there. So uh, last year, my mission was I want one bluefin, 100 pounds. That's my goal. Um, I stumbled upon them, got lucky. Uh, I believe the first bluefin I caught was on March 30th or March 31st, right around there. Wow. And uh, it was me and my buddy. We had limits of bluefin tuna. Uh, we caught, we landed seven that day, released three, because limits at two right now. And just saw amazing foaming bluefin tuna in that 50 to 80 pound range. And uh, ironically, my first bluefin tuna over 100 came on a Trinidad 20 DC on an iron jig, you know, fishing the <laughs> former bluefin. That was some work. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, I mean, my, my back still hurts on that nine foot <laughs> rock. My, my back still hurts. I've had so many great stories from last year. Um, on my boat alone, I put over a little, uh, over 50 bluefin tuna. Um, but caught a total of, I think, like 76 right around there uh, for last year. Um, two over 200, you know, like 36 over 100, and the rest in that 50 to 80-pound range. Nice. And that's what pretty much started, you know, my whole you know, bluefin hunting. Because I always tell myself, I mean, we're not going to have these experiences. And even with a lot of my friends that kind of debate, you know, should I go, should I not, I tell them, I'd rather have a beer with you 10 years from now and talk about how we tried and how we went for these bluefin rather than just kind of sitting on the sidelines. Well, that's exactly correct. You can't catch them if you don't try. Uh, Unless you go, you're not going to catch them guaranteed. Yeah, and and you're not going to catch them from the couch, and that's also guaranteed. That is a guaranteed thing. Um, So with the last year being a banner year, you know, I I had some info on, on, you know, really good fish or big fish showing up early this year. And also last year, um, no one trolled the yummy early. So... Who knows if the big ones were around early last year or not. Um, so, you know, one, the week previous, I, I caught that 150. And then, you know, this is the following week. I figured, you know, let, let's just go and try it again. And I went with my, my buddies. And uh, we trolled the yummy for about four and a half hours before we got bit. And, you know, I, I told myself, I'm going to keep my eyes glued on that yummy because I want to see that blow up. And everyone's sleeping left and right. You know, they all took turns sleeping. But, no, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm just up, you know, sipping that Red Bull. And, and I want to watch that blow up. And, and luckily, four and a half hours, you know, saw it blow up right, right, before, my, right before my eyes. And the well, cool Billy, part were is... You, were you painting fish on your locator that you knew you were in the area? Or were these completely blind strikes? You know, I have to admit, all my kite fish have been blind strikes. Although I do see, like, a fish or two on the meter, um, I, I don't know if the meter fish reflect upon, you know, the, those bigger, you know, 150, 200-pound bluefin. But, again, I, I did meter fish in the area. A lot of times that fish is not that deep, and you miss them with a locator anyhow because you're running yeah. around at what, what speed are you trolling and, uh, with, that, with your kite, and how far back is your bait? Dependent on conditions, I'm trolling between 6.5 and, and 8 knots. Um, I prefer the weather to be a little bit snottier, you know, a little windy, a little white cappy. You know, I just kind of like that little bit rougher water. Well, um, you get better I, flight from your fish when you're doing that. Absolutely. But then again, you know, I'm familiar with, with flying that Boston kite, but it doesn't do too well when it's, like, higher than 20 knots of wind, 20, 25 knots, and it tends to kind of fly too high. But then again, if you just put tennis balls in that little uh, pocket that it comes with, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, then it kind of brings your kite down a little bit. So, uh, that's a good that, tip that's right a there tip for a lot of people too. That's a really good uh, tip. You know, if, you, if you're flying that kite, to grab some tennis balls and take them with you. Yeah, and also, I mean, the line capacity on your reel matters because if it's really windy, then you're going to take a lot of line up. You know, especially with that kite. 
Um, how far am I trolling back? Uh, I couldn't give you a yard approximation, but I do know that I almost have to get in my binos to, to see how the yummy's skipping. <laughs> so well, I'll so give, yeah, give you the clue right there. What wheels and what reel and rod are you you're trolling with? Um, I'm using this uh, old school graphite USA Trident rod that I had made like ten years ago, which nice. I've never caught a fish on it. Yeah, um, I matched up with a uh, Shimano Talica fifty. And I'm fishing a straight 150-pound braid, which uh, that reel holds about 950 yards. There you go. And um, attached to that yummy with a 400-pound leader. Wow. So, yeah, well, we're, not, we're, not, we're not messing around, you know? No, we, no. We, no, no, no it, it, that's obvious. good stuff right there. You don't, go, you don't go for big fish with, you know, it's a BB gun to the bear hunt. You don't do that. <laughs> you go rig. Yeah, there's just... So many times I've heard people talk about those two-hour battles, and then I've been there, and I just don't want to be there again for these particular fish. So I definitely, you know, uh, take care of my gear and, and put myself in position to, to land a lot of these fish, especially all that popper fish, too, from last year, you know. Well, if you go to Rod and Reel Radio on Facebook, <clears throat> we have a picture of Billy with that big tuna. And, Billy, uh, tell us the story behind that fish. Well, I mean... <laughs> A better story would, would be you guys waiting for about three days, and I'll release that YouTube video of everything. <laughs> okay. um, That's even better. I, I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big person in, into uh, filming and, and, you know, the journey itself. So I spend a lot of time filming the, the whole journey, the, the, the tackle getting ready, the leaving the house, um, the boat launch, you know, just the whole journey in itself. So I, everything's documented on this trip, and actually on most of my trips, which I, I still need to put together, but this one in particular will be released uh, this week uh, around Tuesday on my YouTube channel. So you'll be able to see it. You'll see the rigging. You'll see the kite. You'll see the meter. You'll see what I see. You'll hear me talking. You'll hear me explain it every step of the way. The fish, the fish cleaning, um, the, the toro, the dinner, the meal preps. I mean, I, 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 I'm really into this, you know, as you can tell, you know. Well, you know, I've, I've seen your YouTube video of the tour of uh, your, I believe it's your Parker, and you have absolutely one of the most uh, amazing uh, live wells I've ever seen. And uh, is that a uh, Mark Wish product, too? Yes, uh, Mark Wish. That's actually a custom tank that I had made um, two and a half inches higher to hold, I think it's like seven extra gallons, eight extra gallons, yes. which is an extra you know, quarter scoop or half scoop. But uh, I believe it was Alan Watson from The Dreamer who said, you know, he who has the most bait wins. Wins. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's I'll perfect. pack as much as I can. Oh, man. But, yeah, uh, Mark Wish so. did design it. Well, listen, how can, uh, tell us, how can we get a hold of or direct us to where we can find you on YouTube so we can see some of your videos? You know, um, I'm very easily uh, found. You can either type in Billy Kellman, my name, Billy, K-E-L-E-M-A-N, or simply just put Billy K Fitness. Um, you know, I, I do fitness for a living. I do like, you know, the YouTube videos, the online, um, health coaching, uh, that really helps out a lot of people. And on my Instagram, I, I report first on Instagram and my Instagram handle is Billy K fitness. It's all tied together. Just put in Billy K fitness, Billy K fishing, and, and you'll pull me right up on uh, YouTube. Perfect. Yeah. You mentioned that occasionally you have this illness that falls upon you that you can't make it to work? Do you have a, a business that you, you would like to promote or let our, our uh, fishing audience know about? Yeah, you know, primarily it's BillyKFitness.com. Um, what I do is, uh, you know, I've gone through this huge weight loss transformation about five years ago 
you know, I've been obese my whole life, um, and, and I lost uh, about 80-something pounds. And I've been very fortunate to help others, you know, achieve their weight loss and health goals, you know, wh- whatever it may be. And it's all done through online, which makes it very unique because I can help, you know, change people's lives through just emails, texts, and simple phone conversations. Right, and if you get on your Facebook page, you can uh, on your Facebook page you can learn more about that. And any sponsors you'd like to mention that uh, have helped you reach this goal and get you where you are today? You know, I'm definitely going to give a special shout out to uh, Dave Plotkin Marine Services. He does all my marine stuff. I have a uh, Mark Wish Pacific Edge and uh, Jason Ali from BD Outdoors, sure. uh, Fish Dope, and as well as uh, the flooring, which is Blue Sea Fabrication, or that Sea Deck flooring, which is very nice. All right. Well, Billy, we're going to be following you on YouTube, and I can't thank you enough for spending some of your Father's Day be with us. Exciting story. Congratulations. And I guess we're going to have to wait till you release that YouTube video to find out the story on that fish that is pictured on the Rod and Reel Radio Facebook page, and I believe it's also on your Facebook page. But congratulations. What, what a fish. And I've got a feeling it's not going to be your heaviest fish of the year yet no I, my goal is i'm hoping to get that 300 this year so let, let's see what happens all right but you know there's a lot of that 250 270 caught last year and that same fish didn't go anywhere it's coming back around and they're bigger this year so that's something that's on the table this year and a lot of people aren't thinking about that but that's good for you i'm aiming for it i'm aiming for it go big or go home all I'm right there, brother i am there with you Billy Kellerman, thanks a lot for being with us and sharing your story. Gentlemen and uh, women, thank you very much for having me on your show. I'd love to be back. Other than that, have a great Father's Day, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, and with with that, guys, we've run out of time. Stan and Wendy, thanks a lot. Thanks for giving up some of your Father's Day, your parents' day, to be with us. You guys have a grand day. All righty. Thank you, my friends. Happy Father's Day, everyone. All right, on on behalf of Stan and Wendy, uh, Jorge in the AM540 studios, Ben Harvey, our local producer here in San Diego, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill, you heard what Billy says, you're not going to catch them sitting on the couch. Go out there and get them. They're getting away. We look forward to seeing on the water. We look forward to talking to you next Sunday night on Rod Reel Radio starting at 5.05 p.m. So until then, have a great week. God bless you all. Thank and congratulate all the fathers in your life. Good night, everybody. We're out for now. Where you left a row half done, you claim that hoeing ain't no fun.